Welcome to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm Angie Fryermuth, one of your hosts today. And I'm Kat McCain. Today we're getting to know the Modeling, Mapping, and Consequences Production Center. And helping educate us about this center today is Mr. Robert Stubbs, the director for the center, Ms. Michelle Carey, the Mapping and Documentation Branch Chief, who is located in Kansas City District, and Kurt Buchanan, the Consequence Tech Lead, which is located in Huntington District. So thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having us. Thank you. So before we get too far into our conversation, we always like to get to know our guests. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you help the Corps accomplish the mission? So we'll start with you, Michelle. So thank you. I started with the Corps in 2007 as a GIS specialist and started working on district geospatial data sets and mapping. I started developing an ARCA-CE architecture to support district data layers uh, at the time. A year later, I received an external call and was asked to help organize a large data set that was needed uh, for a national program. And before I knew it, this was the first MMC task I would be responsible to help organize for one of the first MMC pilot projects. So then in 2009, I worked uh, on how to set up the data and mapping requirements for the MMC and then soon after helped to write the first standard operating procedure document. After working on mapping and reporting needs for the MMC over the years, I worked my way up to being a technical lead, and then now I serve as the mapping and documentation branch chief for the MMC. And Kurt, what about you? I'm an uh, economist with the Corps, and I've been here since uh, 2008 in the Huntington District. When I first started with Corps of Engineers, we had just developed kind of the first piece of software that did life loss estimates from flooding. And so I kind of came on right about the same time and I started using the software a little bit. Basically just kind of got to be really experienced with it and, and was working with the MMC the whole time. So that's kind of how I got started in this and how I got to be the, the technical lead for the MMC. And Ben, how about you? Yeah, thanks, Angie. So yeah, I started with the Corps of Engineers in 2002 as a cooperative education student with Mississippi State University. Started my career full-time in 2004 as a civil engineer. I've worked in the hydraulics and hydrologic community of practice for my entire career with the Corps of Engineers. I was involved with some of the recovery efforts in Katrina in 2005. I did not immediately get involved with the MMC, like with their inception in 2009. As, as I worked up through that, the H&H branch here in the Vicksburg district, and, and as the MMC began to get more involved with the dam safety and levee safety, watershed management areas within USACE, um, I became involved with the MMC in 2012. Uh, I was our modeling branch chief from 2014 to 2020. And I most recently was um, selected as the director of the, the Modeling, Mapping, and Consequences Productions. The MMC is a supporting organization for the dam and levee safety, watershed management, and the critical infrastructure protection and resilience programs with USACE. We create hydraulic models of flood events, 
we calculate the potential consequences of each event, and we create both paper and digital maps of these events. You know, the final models, the consequence products, and the documentation products that we deliver offer an insight as to what may occur uh, during potential flood scenarios, and they help leadership and emergency personnel make risk-informed decisions both during a, a routine risk assessment, but as well as during real-world flood-related emergencies. So I really like hearing about the center. So Michelle, can you tell us a little bit more of, about how it came into existence? Obviously, we kind, kind of know where you guys are located. Um, can you just tell us a little bit more overall about the, the center? Absolutely. In 2007, the Corps of Engineers Director of Civil Works realized there was a concern with maintaining a high level of core competency within the Hydrologic and Hydraulic Engineering Corps, and also how to accomplish consistent strategies for hydraulic modeling and consequence assessment. So model development at the time varied dramatically and there was no consistency in the methodology or standardization. So the Civil Works uh, Director had determined that there was a revolutionized change that was warranted, and then the MMC Production Center came into existence in 2008. Uh, Mr. Ron Goldman, he was the first MMC Director, and he was instrumental in identifying personnel throughout the Corps to take on leadership roles in modeling, economics, mapping, documentation, program management, and data management. So the first MMC standard operating procedures document was created uh, on the consistent methodology in 2009, and our first MMC products started being produced in, in 2009 itself. As Ben mentioned, uh, you know, we are a a very widely diverse group of people. And the MMC, it's a multidiscipline team, and we work to satisfy the needs of our customers while focusing on the needs of, uh, of the future. So we have about 200 MMC members across 32 districts. MMC members are district employees who happen to be dual-hatted. They work on MMC and district projects. The MMC has six types of experts in uh, different fields. So we have, pro like I mentioned, program management, hydrologic and hydraulic engineering, economics, geospatial mapping, technical editing, and data management. The MMC leadership and technical leads are instrumental in training others also to increase core competencies across the core. So the breadth and depth of the center is, is huge. I imagine that you have all kinds of customers. So can you tell me who are the primary customers that you work with on a daily basis? So as you said, we have a lot of different customers throughout the core and even outside of the core. Some of the primary ones that we work with and that probably most of our workload ends up being geared toward is the dam and levee safety community. So this is both people in districts, uh, dam safety officers, engineers who are responsible for maintaining our projects, as well as like the risk management center and other senior oversight groups like headquarters. And what we do to support them is mainly 
you know, the mapping, the modeling, the consequence estimates we come up with, you know, those consequences support or are part of the risk assessments that we do on every project in the core. So we look at risk across the entire portfolio. And that risk is, you know, the probability of something happening times the consequence of it happening. And so we look at that across the portfolio to be able to prioritize where we need to put resources. And primarily those consequences come from directly from the MMC efforts. That's dam and levee safety is a big part of what we do. But we also support water management. So we kind of manage the development of these basin wide core water management system models. And water management in districts and in divisions, they use those for daily operations. They use those during flood events uh, to make decisions about how to operate the projects, how to open gates, when things need to be done. And they even use them kind of to estimate the, the annual flood risk reduction benefits that each of those projects provides. We're responsible to report that to Congress every year. And so that's another thing we support. But we also just support districts in general. So it could be helping out during an emergency. It could be technical assistance on a really complicated project or study. It could just be doing a review. And sometimes it's almost just doing work that a district just doesn't have the people to do. So we've got this big pool of hydraulic modelers and consequence modelers and mapping personnel that are all across the core that because of the way we work, kind of the specific models that we do, they've been able to kind of develop that expertise to where they can, we've always got people that can help. You mentioned earlier that there are 200 members across various districts within the core. And I know um, as we're looking at an increased workload within the core of engineers, a lot of people are going to be reaching out and making use of virtual teams and regional teams and national centers. And I'm just curious, given that you have these 200 members, how do you make sure you're coordinating and communicating effectively to ensure that you're meeting project deadlines and, and getting the, the best information to help you do your work? Oh, I can take this one. This is Michelle. So how we communicate and collaborate. So our teams are broken up to each in each individual discipline. So we have a modeling team that's approximately 60% of those 200 members. So we have multiple technical leads and team leads that are in charge of, let's say, four to six people on average. So those individuals talk on a weekly basis. We, we get reports and feedback from all of the MMC members who are actively producing our products. And so that funnels up to the team leads, which then that funnels up to our program management staff. Um, who also sit in the Vicksburg district with our director. All of that communication is being shared amongst the teams. And then we also have a multidiscipline uh, meeting that we have. It's a management meeting where we all talk uh, modeling, the economists, the mapping, and the reporting team. And those are the technical leads again, branch chiefs, et cetera. So we all know where we're at. If there's a problem with a specific project, or if we're struggling with a specific model and development, so we, we are all in the loop. So our communication is 
very, very good. We have um, multiple meetings during and throughout the week. But we also reach out. We always feel like the, the project, um, whatever district that that project belongs to, we always pull in the district personnel, like the DSPM or the H&H team um, of that district. And we're always communicating with those, those individuals as well so that they know where the project is, when eventually they're going to do a quality review when we, we reach out to them and say, hey, this specific project is ready for your input, your feedback. We do try to not only internally communicate, but we also communicate very well with our customers. And I would say by far, we've been doing this since 2009, so we've got about 13 years under our belt. We um, have really built trusting relationships um, across the core, not only internally, but also with um, all the different members of, of the district that we work with on a day-to-day -day basis. So I would say our communication is, is very strong. I know that most people think of a virtual organization. You know, we, we are doing so many different things throughout the year, so many different projects that are ongoing at the same time. I know it can be very, very complex, but we've kind of gotten into this groove to where we have a consistent process. We have standardized products. You know, we have templates. We have very knowledgeable people that we keep our training up and our competency is excellent. We do like to make sure that everybody is basically reached, like we reach out to everyone to make sure that we're, everyone's doing well, that they're not like just kind of on an island by themselves. So that's the beauty of, uh, of having really good leadership and really good team leads. And I give it to our team leads, man, they do a fantastic job. I hope I answered your question pretty well, but we do, we feel like, you know, we are part of a bigger team. I always wanna say we're part of a family, but that kind of gets cringeworthy after a while when you hear that. But we do really care about each other and our success. Michelle, I love hearing about like, it's the team dynamic, a trusted environment. You have 200 members in your group and you feel like you are a family. That really shows that you guys are probably a high performing team. And what you just mentioned at the end, successes. So with having 13 years of providing, you know, projects out there supporting the, the enterprise, what are some of the most successful projects that the center has produced? We've been involved with so many amazing opportunities uh, throughout the time that we've been together. I will say that, I guess far above everything, I always mention training. I feel like training is very important, not only within uh, the Army Corps of Engineers, but the MMC is so well known, and we're actually well known across, around the world now. We've actually sent personnel to Brazil, to Vietnam, to Japan, We've sent also, uh, there's a contingent that went to the Netherlands for a lot of different supporting just due to conferences and um, adding our expertise into maybe you know, what the, the Netherlands were working on with their dam safety programs. It, it's just amazing about, you know, everybody, they kind of know what we do. They, they recognize that we've been successful in developing our products for dam and levee safety and watershed management, people are taking notice. And so we send people out to help train their 
government employees on exactly what we do and how we do it. Another really amazing opportunity came about. Uh, it was unfortunate during um, Hurricane Florence. Uh, we actually had, uh, it was Hurricane Florence was a hurricane for category four that was a direct impact to the Carolinas. And we had a lot of situations where there were people that were kind of stranded. Uh, and, but nobody knew how exactly are we going to identify what roads were flooded, how can emergency personnel get to some of the harder hit regions or areas within the Carolinas. So the MMC came in and we came up with, not only we were helping with hydraulic modeling on a day-to-day -day basis with the stream gauges, river gauges. So we were helping with the modeling already and some of the mapping. One of our data management branch chiefs today, but our, he was a, a data management lead at the time, came up with an excellent idea. It was a dashboard for trafficability. So what we were doing was we were working with the states of North Carolina mainly, but also I believe South Carolina. And we came up with the capability of not only have, having people who were visual observers on the ground, they were able to go into a website and document which intersections were flooded, uh, how much water was basically on the roadways, but we also had the Army that we were working with directly. So they were also out there, you know, giving us information, valuable information. The state of North Carolina had uh, certain, uh, I believe it were, there were certain cameras at main intersections that they were able to capture if a roadway was underwater. So all of this, this rich data, this information, you know, no one really knew where to put it. So our data management lead came up with a brilliant idea of a dashboard and came up with a trafficability. It was just basically a process and a, you know, that he programmed. And all of that information was funneled up together with him working with and collaborating with the Army, North Carolina, South Carolina, and others. Thus, the dashboard was born. This was during an active event, an active flood event where people's lives were on the line. And this product that was developed, this dashboard for tractability can be used now for any flood event in the future. So we're really, really happy that the MNC was able to provide the assistance that was necessary for such a, you know, such an important event that potentially saved lives. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. This is this is Ben, and I would like to add to that again. We talked about MMC being involved with you know the dam and levee safety assistance to those programs, as well as to the the HH and C COP at USAC headquarters. So, you know, along that emergency support line, you know, we we do we constantly are being contacted when there's an emergency response needed for inundation modeling and mapping and consequence support and. Another really successful example of, of where we were able to provide some assistance is uh, the Piney Point Dam near Tampa Bay, Florida. It's kind of a, about a little less than 100 acre kind of wastewater type retention reservoir. And they discovered a leak. Um, they were really concerned that there was imminent failure of that dam. In doing their assessment, and the emergency action procedures, they, they did contact the MMC and asked if we could provide some modeling 
and mapping support to determine, you know, what that inundation would look like downstream if that dam were to fail. You know, the governor declared, you know, a state of emergency. There were approximately 300 homes uh, downstream that were going to be evacuated. And MMC was able to turn modeling and mapping products around with, with, in less than 24 hours. And the result of those products showed that if that dam were to fail, the inundations weren't really going to affect the vast majority of those 300 homes. So we were able to, you know, A, kind of ease homeowners downstream that, that their property was not going to get damaged, but also there wasn't a major evacuation order that was able to be kind of rescinded. And as they worked through that, the response to that dam failure, it ultimately did not fail. But being able to respond in a very quick time frame was very helpful to both the local and state communities there in Florida. And you know, those are just like two examples, I think, of more of our emergency response. But I think a couple other couple of really successful examples would be just our continued delivery of quality and consistent products to the dam and levy safety programs, you know, to continue the evaluation of the risk assessment portfolio of the dams and levies in USACE. And again, another kind of program-wide effort I'd like to highlight the MMC has been involved in is the, you know, the implementation of watershed modeling across all of USACE. So there are currently 201 operational basins in, in the United States Army Corps of Engineers. And the you know, MMC has been very integral in, in managing teams, both modeling and consequence and mapping teams, develop those watershed models and implement those for day-to-day -day operation for water, manage, water management personnel across USACE. So again, those are just you know a few examples that we really like you know, to take pride in that we were involved over our existence. That is some pretty cool stuff that you guys are doing. And it's clear that you guys have a major mission within the Corps of Engineers. And with that goes making sure that you have the right people in the right seats. So how do you maintain your technical expertise across the center? That's a good question. I think one of the ways that an organization like ours kind of allows people to specialize in doing this type of work. And we can do that on a level that maybe is a little bit higher than what you would normally see, you know, in a typical core district. A hydraulic engineer or an economist, they, in a district, they might be working on dam breaches or risk assessments in that district, you know, maybe a couple times a year or just, you know, not a full-time job for them. But with the way the MMC works, we can have people that sort of specialize in this by being able to do it full time so that they can then become experts in doing a dam breach hydraulic model or experts in estimating life loss due to a dam breach or levy breach. Uh, and so I've seen that kind of over the course of my career, people be able to do that because they're able to focus on that interest full time. So then, of course, we, we also we do a lot of training. We do in-person training sometimes. Uh, before COVID, we would do that. It seemed like once a year, we would have big meetings. We would have big training classes that we would host either at the Hydraulic Engineering Center in Davis or in other places. Sometimes we'd even go to a district and division and do a specific course. So we've been able to kind of share that experience. But the other thing that kind of being able to get all these experts because we're able to do it full time 
the MMC, we really work with the Hydraulic Engineering Center, who they're responsible for developing the HEC-RAS models that actually we use to model the inundation. And the RMC now is kind of the lead, the Risk Management Center, on developing our LifeSim software that estimates life loss. So our technical leads and our team leads are able to really work very closely with in the actual software development so that we kind of get the use cases that, you know, we help them find bugs, we make suggestions on how to make things better, and then we're able to bring that back to our team members. So we're able to share, hey, this is best practices on how to do this type of modeling or how to handle certain situations. I think that that's just a big thing that the MNC has been able to do. Like I say, that maybe without an organization like ours, it would be a little harder to develop that many experts. Yeah, I would I would just imagine like just having that many people involved, that's a challenge in itself is just managing that large of an organization. So what are some of the biggest challenges that the center faces and what are you guys doing to kind of overcome those challenges? Yeah, so you know, Kurt talked about how, you know, the training that we do, but you know, I think one of our biggest challenges is is resource produced and it's because we are a virtual organization. Our staff works in districts all you know, spread throughout USACE. And that staff reports to a supervisor that sits in that district. And so again, when priorities arise with workload, sometimes a district work project may warrant higher priority than the MMC work when it comes to that, that respective district. So having uh, resources that are kind of at your fingertips and having a little bit more control over those resources has, has proven to be a challenge in the past. All of that being said, we have developed um, exceptional relationships with all the districts throughout USACE, with the Risk Management Center, the Hydrologic Engineering Center, and, and the dam, dam and Levee Safety Production Centers scattered throughout each division. So in developing those relationships, you know, we've talked about how large of a virtual team we've had. Will we continue to grow that virtual team? Developing those relationships, being able to pick the phone up and call a branch chief in any district and ask if you have someone available um, that can provide some assistance on this particular project has proven invaluable in allowing us to continue to meet the expectations and, and meet, meet the challenges that are given to us. Because again, we've talked about all the various types of work we get. And sometimes that workload balance, even on top of having kind of some resource constraints it does prove to be a challenge. But again, I think the biggest thing is having constant communication within our internal MMC team, but also making sure we keep all the district staff, whether they're branch chiefs, respected division chiefs, keeping routine meetings and communication ongoing with, with all the people that we, are work, that we work with has, has proven to be why I think we can overcome that, that resource challenge and being a virtual organization and, and continuing to deliver the products that we produce. I 100% agree. Communication and trust and just being transparent goes a long way, especially in the virtual environment and when you have such a large team. So as you guys look towards the future, what's in store for MMC? So, you know, I think with any good team and or a successful organization, I think part of it is just not being complacent. I mean, the MMC, I think we, we continue again to deliver, you know, 
quality and consistent products, and, and those are integral in supporting uh, the dam and levy safety programs. And you know, as we work through supporting those risk assessments for the the, in, the national inventory of dams portfolio for USACE, you know, we're going to work into another 10-year rotation of that program where they look at the risk and associated consequences with each of those dams. So we will continue to support both the dam and levy safety programs and, and those risk assessments. I mentioned that SWIMS implementation, you know, we're, we're kind of working towards the end of the production and implementation part of that program. I think we will be involved with some kind of making sure that those those models are being updated as technology advances. So we'll still keep our hands involved with that and making sure that those products are, remain useful to all the water management community in USACE. But looking forward, I think we're right now we're, we're involved with a couple interagency work agreements with FEMA. I think we want to continue to build that relationship with FEMA to provide, you know, modeling and, and risk estimates, both, you know, whether it's for their flood insurance programs or any new initiatives that FEMA may have. We feel like there's an opportunity to use our technical expertise to provide assistance there. And in addition to that, we continue to work with the Critical Infrastructure Protection and Resilience Program at headquarters. We're constantly looking at ways that we can integrate the technical expertise that we have for modeling consequences and mapping um, and our data management staff in ways that we can help USACE you know, streamline our efforts and, and maintain quality and useful products to help the enterprise. Well, thank you, Ben, Michelle, and Kurt, um, for joining us today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you what topics are important to you and the people you are interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. Thanks for joining us for this Inside the Castle podcast. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.